Hello and welcome to ETH Finance Record, your daily update for everything that's happening in Reddit's our ETH Finance Daily Thread. So, um, let's have a look. The first uh, post we have here is from Cash, who says, Last December I bought Patriots.eth for 0.67 ETH, roughly $2,620. Today someone bought it from me for 75 ETH, about 9 $4,000 after fees on OpenSea. It appears to be going to the sports team. And then they share a Twitter, Twitter a tweet from uh, New England Patriots. We're extremely excited to work with Chain, our official Web3 blockchain partner. So it kind of makes sense that they bought um, that they bought uh, that Yunus. Um, Just wanted to share a really happy moment. Being involved with Ethereum has changed my life in so many ways over the past few years. And I'm grateful as hell to be part of it. Fuck a bear market. If you're feeling bad about the direction of the press, get involved in some of the amazing things people are building on here. And there's lots of opportunities. So that's one of the situations that I found myself in. Um, I quit my job a few months ago and I remember posting on ETH Finance about how, like, I'm not quite death shitting, but I'm quitting and it feels really good to quit. So one of the things that I wanted to do was, like, start giving back to the community, you know? And um, I started making these videos for rocket pool and that was you know the community that i've been a big part of recently and i was always like a part like i always thought of ETH finance as my home as a first home so it only made sense that i'm starting to get back to this community as well and i feel like it's really um it's really good to be able to do that during the bear market now so there's some comments here about it's very nice and people are very happy for cash and lots of congrats and I'm really happy for them too. Good job. Okay, next we have this comment from Rob Loblaw, which is, I think, a reference to Arrested Development, which is where I know Rob Loblaw from, but that's a great, great uh, username. And they said, um, it's not all bad from yesterday's meeting, referring to the Fed stuff. The Fed has been very consistent in the message and the actions. We will continue to raise hikes or sorry, raise rates until inflation is killed. Up until yesterday, that message has been followed by a disclaimer that there is a chance that it doesn't work and inflation will continue. Yesterday, that disclaimer wasn't there. Powell said that it's working and they will stay the course until the job is done. The data backs up that statement. Hard inflation is 8.3%, which looks bad on the surface, but it's important to know that this number is a 12-month rolling sum of the month-over-month inflation values. If you check those month-over-month values, you will see July was 0% and August was 0.1%. That's two months in a row that below target inflation. Unfortunately, September 2021 was one of the lowest inflation months of the last year at 0.4%. Because of that, we won't see headline inflation numbers drop substantially next month. However, October 2021 was no joke, 0.9% for the month. Sentiment probably begins to shift in November when headline inflation starts to show substantial decline. TLDR, which I read for you. Um, if the trends in the data continue to hold, this is the gloomiest and doomiest that sentiment is going to get. So I think posts like this might actually like be finding threads of some alpha in like the market movement. Um, if you start thinking of the inflation numbers as like a lagging indicator, which they are, then you have to start looking at the signs of where things are now, right, to get a better idea of where things might go. Like where we were 12 months ago, this doesn't necessarily paint the 
best and the clearest picture for that. So I think um, Rob Lob Law here is doing like sharing an interesting perspective to help us see how things might change sooner than we expect. Um, and then Mundan's kid says this is a good explanation of how C CPI is computed. Um, and scientists says trying to figure out how headline inflation is calculated based on imposts and then like ask some questions and there's like some discussion that like gets started because of the the comment from uh, Rob Blah Blah. So next we have this um, post from Lukimans who says bullishness doesn't have to be price focused. So they share a status from um, Twitter from Ultrasound Money that says one week since the merge, zero incidents, 99.4% participation, 99% less electricity burn, eight times less issuance, 19 times less supply growth, five consensus clients, four execution clients, 8,000 execution nodes, and 18 billion economic security. So it's, it's a matter of perspective, right? Like just because the numbers and the price haven't done what we expected to do and maybe, you know, our friend ratio is um, having quite a tough time compared to what we were expecting to happen about now. It doesn't mean that you can take away from the fact that the merge has been a huge success from a technological perspective and the environmental perspective and the economic security perspective. And like just in terms of really showing the world that Ethereum and the team and the developers, the, the core developers can ship. So that's really great. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, Haniabu says, there's five, Nimbus has an execution client now, and granted it's not mature yet. Um, so it's, there's a lot of good stuff happening. There's a couple of the good, good comments um, that you can check out as well. Next, we have this comment from Kbrot, who says, just some digestion posts until we get up to a point where I can do a deep dive into exactly what happened yesterday and why the game has changed for the next 12 months or so. We're licking our wounds, but the market is absolutely primed for a pump into the weekend, at least. Metrics are deep fried, oversold, and we've got daily bullish divergence on growth indices, QQQ tech, and IWM small caps, which are often leaders, as well as the bond canaries. Our number one canary, HYG, has only a class B div equal lows and we'll accept it. A reminder that divergences do not have to play out, but they commonly do. If you're in SPY and DIA, S&P and Dow, um, note that they do not have bull divs, bull divergences, just confluent lower lows. As now, as I say this, the pump could very well be accompanied by a fresh dump first to about 374 using SPY, where the options expected move for the week has a lower bound. That could be a touch on 374 and then up again into the weekend. Or it could be a bounce off the close today and a further dip Friday. Don't know, doesn't matter. Targets on either side go like 374 to 378, 382, 385.5, 388.6. Crypto is similarly oversold on the short time frames in terms of divergences. BTC has a bull div on the daily RSI, but because ETH was overall much stronger through September, its plunge removed any chance of a bull div printing this time. Additionally, BTC shorts are confirming a topping pattern and beginning to head downward. As always, the derivative of short chart is volatility, not any guarantee of up or down. However, every top in shorts in 2020 year to date has marked a local bottom. 
previously short stopped December 3rd 2021 and that was obviously a breakdown so there's no guarantees just probability ETH having sadly exited down through the summer channel bottom will now it will now act as resistance around 1310 below 1225 again is dead air to about 1150 so the ETH price right now is actually above 1300 last I checked um, BTC again sorry that was my my commentary BTC again being weaker crypto this summer has lower humps to clear and street trace and this bounce uh, once it breaks up back above 18,950 there's room to move up to 19,500 close below about 18,250 again though and it's straight to 17.5k and for posterity I mentioned I'd ignite reignite a short would close below 1250 well i did not open the short position because the close was only 1245 and i'd like a little buffer room with my personal calls 10 percent usually happy to respond to more questions about fomc but no i will have more comprehensive take either video or write-up on the weekend cheers all so thanks for kbrot for that update basically the markets are showing some things that might be bullish they're showing some things that might be bearish but it looks like in the very short term maybe into the weekend and early next week there might be some bullish movements so let's see if we get that next we have this comment by um let me just actually do this so you can read it there you go um oh a exaka locker uh, who says reminded merge went perfectly price action be damned it's time to have fun and build and push boundaries again so i think like people are really getting into that mindset now where they want to start building they want to start doing something myself included and other people in the communities here are like trying to get out there and like actually do things that will contribute to crypto and you know to the projects that we love and um, trying to make sure that you know we get through this bear in the best possible way next we have this comment by Nixorokish, who says pull-ups from the main net merge call have mostly been distributed. You don't have to do anything. These were dropped directly to your wallet. Smiley face. Some small things are still being cleared up. The pull-up raised the whopping $150,000 that's going directly to protocol devs. So um, I donated to this and I got my pull-up too. And I'm really happy that I got it. Um, it arrived today. And you know then there's um, how do I know if I got it? And then you can go to the pull-up website and... Um, people are like trying to figure out whether they got it or they didn't get it and some issues with that but hopefully everybody will get it soon so um yeah it was a really beautiful pop um next we have this post from savage dragon it says if you ever feel sad just remember there are bitcoiners um, who were bitcoiners at the time when bitcoin was a buck a piece and now still bitcoiners celebrating the crash from 69,000 to 19,000 feel sorry for others money feeling sorry for others money so this is like a really interesting point that like it really puts things into perspective right like the people who fud will fud regardless of what's happening and the people who support the product uh, sorry support the environments and like the protocols um tend to be tend to see more positivity in it and um here savage dragon is saying like you know if you only focus on negative these guys missed out on you know 69,000x gains potentially from where they first were bot coiners to the peak of the market so i feel like there's a lot of um there are a lot of people who kind of 
just want to keep spreading that negativity and sometimes it's best to just do what you trust in yourself you know with the best information available next we have by ether die and this is dai which is a nice pun um everyone here is disappointed in the price action but it doesn't feel that long ago when people were here shitting bricks watching ETH drop below $100. I know a lot of people here have higher entries than the current price, but this was also the case in 2018 to 2022. People back then were just as worried, if not more so, because on the surface it looked like nothing was happening on the Ethereum app layer, when in reality it was the complete opposite. This is as true today as it was back then. Geopolitical and economic situation gripping the world is temporary, and to me this is just the bear market price action, par for the course. Just relax, breathe, and stop looking at the price if you're not planning on buying or selling. Enjoy yourself outside of crypto and use the opportunity to work on yourself or to learn about more about Ethereum and actually use the network. The only metric people should be concerned with is current gas price and network activity level. It's the only metric that matters in the long term anyway. You don't get higher ETH prices and more adoption without seeing network activity increase. So... Um, I think this is a really interesting sentiment that like someone who lived through the last the previous bear cycle like myself um i saw like there was really scary times right my portfolio was 90 plus percent down it was really painful to um think about like just how much money i had lost you know quote unquote lost obviously i, I didn't sell anything so i didn't have i only had paper losses not actual actual losses but um it was a really dark time you know like in 20, end of 2018 and parts of 2019 there was just a couple of hundred comments in the daily every day and DC Invested did a great job of like keeping everyone motivated and like people like Superphase and JT used to post here a lot more back then and like just really kind of like kept us going in a sense um, I didn't use the po post back then but I read every post every day um, and I think what Baithodai is saying that um things are going to be okay you know you just have to wait it out and thankfully there's people here in this community now who have those perspectives from the previous bear market and can share that share the fact that you know you can get through it if 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 a little bit of patience happens of course you know the counter to that is um what's happened in the past is not necessarily like guarantee what's going to happen in the future and you know this might be the time where crypto is dead but hey who knows next we have this comment from l lupine who says i decided it would be fun to read one old eth finance daily daily from the previous bear market every day partly for entertainment and partly for perspective i was around back then but I didn't really read the daily often and i got lost for a bit when people switched from eth trader daily discussion october 21st 2019 eth price around 172 dollars Highlights include some enthusiastic discussion about this new thing called EIP-1559 when someone shared David Hoffman's article, and then there's a link to that. There were also several complaints about ETH 2.0 being delayed into 2020. One ETH financer said this, ETH 2.0 won't save you. When it hits, nothing will happen to the price and all the nerds will get depressed. That will be the moment when we'll finally enter capitulation phase. And then and Lupine says, ha ha ha, sounds familiar. And also, wow, DC investor used to comment in the daily a ton back then. So, and then some people sharing stories from around that time, right? Like what it was like and um, what 
what kind of like reflections people have so it might be worth you going back and having a look and maybe it might even be worth like delving back into those old dailies right now because the sentiment's kind of similar it's just the price is like 10x higher right well around seven and a half x now but like still everything's up a level but um hopefully we'll get through this all of us together and we'll come out the other side much much better for it hopefully and final comment of the day today we have this one from Merved who says merge the week after weekly update number four so they have a table and in that they have price ratio staked ETH total ETH supply active validators and staking rewards and they said like the current numbers and change since last week and change since the start and giving an idea of where things are going and where things are so um basically the price is down the ratio is down staked ether is up by by a very nice amount uh, in the last week we had 142,000 new eth staked total eth supply is up by 5000 in the last week active validators are up by 4438 and staking rewards are up by 4.1% which um, they use asterisks here to say staking reward percentage might change a bit might be a bit too soon to make any conclusions sorry um, and then they said the increase in supply per week so two weeks ago it was up by 115,000 ETH and then one week ago it was up by 180,000 ETH and then this week it's gone up by 5,500 ETH and they say that this is a 97% less issuance than the week before the merge, 95% less than two weeks before the merge. I think there might be a mistake with this number here two weeks ago. That number seems a bit low, or this one maybe seems a bit high. I don't know why there's such a big discrepancy between these two numbers. Um, they should be kind of similar. I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but um, And then... Uh, when is now says even if we haven't maintained a net negative issuance yet the increase in locked up staked ETH is significantly higher than the issuance so there's net decrease in liquid ETH so um, again like one thing that I should add about this channel is you know I'm only getting about the top like some of the maybe 10 12 different posts however you know we have literally dozens or maybe like a hundred maybe hundreds even um, threads that are in the daily every day with people sharing like really smart ideas really smart perspectives really smart points and I think you know this channel is not going to replace reading the whole of the daily like it's impossible for me to do that right unless I sit here for like four hours and just read every post um, what it is it just gives you a flavor of where we are where we stand what people are talking about what people are thinking about and then you can like try to get value out of that yourself so with that note and disclaimer and with um with the with the things i already shared today i'm going to end this now so i'd like to say i hope you all have a great rest of your day and i will see you all tomorrow bye